It's time for Michigan's retirement coach, Mike Douglas. And I'm Heather Branch here with Mike to talk about the things you can be working on now in effort to better prepare for your financial future, focusing on the goals you have for your retirement years. And Mike and his team at LifePlan Wealth are here to help you figure those details out. LifePlanWealth.com is where you can go to begin your conversation with Mike and the team. Again, that's LifePlanWealth.com. And I don't know about you, but I do feel like since 2020 has come and gone, everything in the world is just upside down. What's backwards is forwards. What's left is right. (laughs) What's up is down in so many ways. Do you not feel that way a little bit? It's like, well, I don't think the world will ever be the same. No, the rules of life and interaction have completely changed. Uh-huh. And it's definitely a, some for the better, some I feel for the worse. I feel like some people are still distant and that's not good. Right. I think some people have become very isolated and that's yeah. unhealthy in yeah. so many ways. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, I think we were able to recalibrate a lot of life. You know, before COVID swept through, I mean, we had, I bet three nights a week we were taking evening appointments. Just, you know, trying to accommodate everybody's work schedule because everybody's right. work was so rigid. Yeah. And every, like, they couldn't get time off. They couldn't this, they couldn't that. But now, I mean, we just generally don't take a night appointments because right. I want to be with my family. My team wants to be with their families and the clients want to be with their family. I was going to say the people that are scheduling meetings with you also, they don't feel like having to. I think that there was a tolerance of outside of the work hours going and doing things that now people don't have the tolerance for. Yeah, they'll just they'll leave work early or they work from home or they can Zoom from work when they couldn't Zoom before. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of that stuff that um has really shifted for people and it's it's for the better. I do think that's for the better. I yeah. think that I love what we do. I love work. My wife jokes all the time that if we ever won the lottery, I'd still go to work the next day. I might just sleep in a little bit. Um <laughs> But at the end of the day, I think work's an awesome thing. Yeah. And I think it gives you a lot of times value and opportunity to help change the world. But it's not everything. Right. It's not the end all be all. I mean, right. it's it's the conduit to what you're trying to do. Right. If you're trying to uh, provide for your family, if you're trying to create influence, if you're trying to help better people or better your community, work is the way to do that. But if you if you spend all your time working and never spend time in the community, never spend time with your family, never spend time doing those things... Well, then what's it all for? And so I think that was a lot of the recalibration of, yeah, I'll definitely I'll meet anybody who wants to come in the doors as long as you can honor and respect my family time. And that's been a big shift. And I'm very, very grateful for it because who knows how long it would have taken. We've always we always talked about, well, take your calendar back and take control of it. It's easy to say, but when someone comes to you and says, hey, I really need some help and you want to help them Uh and they work until 530. Uh Like, what do you do about that? Uh So now I have to stay late to 630 or 7 to start the meeting because you can't get out of work early. Well, now we both give a little bit, right? Yep. Like they get out at 4.30, I stay, we meet at five and we're both home by six. Yep. That's yep. fair. Thinking about finding that balance and that understanding, obviously, I mean, when it comes to figuring out our retirement plan, it's all about balance <laughs> at the end of the day. It's about balancing out what we want to do with how we can afford to do it financially and figuring out how to make all those plans. But one thing that has just been, I mean, the market has always been a moving target and they all, you can't, you can't, I mean, you are, you're gambling when it comes to your market investments for the most part. Uh, but the whole idea of how it performs and what it means with performance in the past, generally speaking, if the market was going up, it was a sign the economy was in good shape. The thing is, though, is that that might not be the case anymore. Financial analyst Eddie Gabor was telling Fox Business that the two are no longer connected. 
the market is in a period right now where it is continuing to buy dips and ignoring the fundamentals. This is why we continue to be cautious regardless of what happens in the market here over the next few months. So just thinking about, I mean, obviously, we saw just the roller coaster that was the market in 2020, then everything was going well. And then in 2022, we saw things unravel. This year, we've seen some good performance. Question for you is, how have you changed, if at all, have you changed the way you look at the stock market when it comes to the plans you're creating? And if it's not your basis for planning, then what is? I think that a lot of the shift has come to understanding the market. It will evolve. We always think of the stock market more in a Warren Buffett model, which is a fundamental analysis. I'm going to look at a company, see if the company is valuable and worth investing in over a long term. Mm -hmm. And as a result, I'm going to buy it and expect it to trend a certain way. That's still a good thing to do. Like good companies are still good companies. Right. But there's also this weird phenomenon going on, which is like a relatability phenomenon. How related is this to another thing? And the most poignant example I can give you is when Obviously, the owner of Tesla is Elon Musk. Mm -hmm. They are 18-month backordered for vehicles. Like, if you buy a car today from Tesla off the website, it's going to take you a year to 18 months to get your car. I didn't know that. I didn't know they were so backed up. They've been backed up since, I mean, basically since they got going. Like, they've always had such an overwhelming demand with no marketing. Okay. So, they have plenty of sales. They have a very streamlined and efficient workforce. Yeah. They have high levels of cash flow. So they have everything you need to be successful now that they have overcome the challenges of creating an electric car that was successful. And yet, when Elon Musk bought Twitter, Tesla stock plummeted. Hmm. And it has nothing to do with their sales, mm-hmm. nothing to do with their customer service, nothing to do with their revenue generating. It's not like all of a sudden it became three times more expensive to create the vehicles. Not like they lost some giant government contract. Right. The owner bought another company, and the thought was, well, now his attention is divided. But that's an interesting way to look at it. It's not a matter of the stability of the company. It's the stability of one individual. And it now, obviously, it it plummeted, and then it's come back up a lot since then. Right. But it's an interesting place to be where that type of a move can change so much. I mean, when uh, Amazon bought Whole Foods, Costco stock plummeted. What? Really? Yeah, this is back (laughs) in 20... 2017 or 2018, I believe, Amazon bought Whole Foods. And then literally, as soon as that happened, Costco stock, Kroger stock, and Walmart stock all plummeted. Because the fear was Amazon, this giant, is coming into the food space, the retail food space. Yeah. Well, really, what they were trying to do is create a delivery element for high-end organic foods. Right? The the whole goal was if we're taking on kind of like that hipster urban market and we're going to be putting these warehouses and all these things and delivery methods in cities already. Now, this is years ago. Now, right now, all we know is prime trucks everywhere. That's all we know. Right. In 2018 or 19, that wasn't the case. Right. And so as a result, they saw that and they said, well, we're going to buy Whole Foods and offer that premium service to that premium grocer to that premium customer. And it's going to be a good blend. But literally, as soon as it happened, Costco stock plummeted. I'm like, Costco, that is one one thousandth of what they sell as groceries. Most of it's all the other stuff that costs me a ton of money um, that I buy. Um, (laughs) Box of diapers, a little refrigerator, some tires. (laughs) You know, ratchet straps, (laughs) all the things that I needed walking in, you know. Right. (laughs) And yet, but but it's it's this relatability factor. Mm -hmm. And so it's not a typical model. It's like Costco wasn't a bad company. It's a great company. It's a great company, yeah. And Kirkland actually as an in-house brand is one of the fastest growing great brands high quality and also at the same time very well priced yep and so but yet because amazon bought whole foods costco lost a bunch of value 
it's an interesting place to be in the market. And I think that if we use old models, sometimes we're going to fall short. Now, it doesn't mean it's bad for the long term, and it bounced back. We just have to be aware of these hiccups, these blips, these tremors in the market, Mm -hmm. where that happens and it drops down by 10% in a matter of a week. You go, oh my gosh, here we go. Is this the end? No, it's not. It's just the nature of quick reacting automatic trades. The days of I call my broker, my broker calls Wall Street, some guy on the floor yells up to some guy with a chalkboard and writes up my stock purchase. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't work like that. Right. So now, like, if you look at any pictures of the floor of Wall Street, it's a bunch of computers and screens. There's not guys yelling out stuff. It's mostly automated. It's all triggered. And now... If a stock hits a certain price, you just automatically buy or you automatically sell with limits, with purchase orders. Right. So the days are shifting where one bit of bad news can quickly drop value, but yet it tends to recover relatively quickly as long as it's not like a, you know, the bank out of um, California, right. you know, and any of those type of things, it's not Silicon Valley Bank. But as long as it's a real good valued product or company, it'll still come back. We just have to be aware that in the current market, News can quickly shift the way the stock goes for the short term. So translate that into retirement planning. If you're taking income off of an asset, if you're taking income from stocks or bonds or mutual funds, whatever you're taking it from, be aware that if the tool you're using to take income from drops in value Mm -hmm. and you take out 4% to live off of, well, now it's taking a bigger hit. It's called sequence of returns risk. It's an interesting formula, but it basically describes the risk of taking money out while the market's down versus while it's up. And it compares it to if you weren't taking money out, what the results would be. And it's a significant difference. So when we sit down with people and we talk through the models and what it looks like, I always tell people, go to the website. There's a button that says start your retirement roadmap today. The website's lifeplanwealth.com. If they click the button that says start your retirement roadmap today, we start listing out for you. Hey, just so you know, it's 2023. Here's how the market works. Here's how withdrawing money works. Here's how income works for the future. It's different than it used to be. It's not bad different. It's not even necessarily good different. It's just different. And so we just can't use old rules. You know, we don't use dial-up internet anymore, thank God. Right. You know, we, we were just talking about having, you know, fiber installed and all that, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm so glad we use new technology to accomplish the same old goal of income. That's what we're using. We're using new information, new technology, all the new metrics to accomplish the same old goal of retiring and having all the income I could want, all the things my family needs. But we're making sure we understand that the market's different than it used to be. You know, 2023, it's post 2020. A lot of things are different. We just need to react accordingly and um, not change who we are, but just evolve and adjust to make sure that who we are is still accomplished with our investments. Okay. And so with all of that said and in tow, thinking about then a person who comes to you who is ready to retire and has probably grown a big part of their wealth that has allowed them to get to this point through the market, what do you say to that person? How do you, where do we go from here from a retiree's perspective? This is not the time to say, you know, like uh, you know the old saying about, well, I'm going to ride the horse that brought me here. Yeah. Or, you know, uh, this is not one of those situations because it's a different race. We get to a point where we are racing and and we are running and running and your life, investing life is really the story of the tortoise and the hare. Yeah. But we get to transition phases of life. Like we should be the hare for a long time. While the market's good, the market's going and we're young, we should be sprinting. Mm -hmm. But the difference in that story in our life is we get to transition to be the tortoise at the good point. You know, the tortoise is the king at the end, Yeah. but he is 
awful all along the way. Yeah. And yet what we can do is we can actually choose to be the hair for the first 25 years of our working life. But now as I'm going into retirement, I want to transition to be the tortoise. And if I can be the tortoise now at this phase, I just want to be the fastest tortoise. I want to invest well. I want to make money. I want to be stable, but I really just want to win. That's what I want in life. I want to win when it comes to taxes. I want to win when it comes to my investments. I want to win when it comes to income. So now we shift from an idea of throwing it all in the market and knowing that it's going to work out over time to now we're going to say instead, I want to make sure that I still do things the right way. I'm going to have investments that are designed to make me money. Mm -hmm. But when I go to take income off of them, that I can't lose everything as a result of a bad day or a bad week or a bad time in the market. So that's the shift. We go into the thought process of not everything does everything. I'm not going to buy all stock and hope it all works out. I'm going to buy certain investments that are designed to give me income, certain investments that give me stability, certain investments that give me growth, and let them play their part independent of each other, but all as part of the same plan. That's different than when you're young and in the market and you yeah. say, grow, 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 go, go, go. That's all I'm going to do. Throw the money at the market and it's going to work itself out. Now, as we transition and pull back a little bit, we give each portion a part to play and let them do their thing. So as somebody approaches retirement, not only do you have to start thinking about how you invest in the market different, you are doing so, at least for retirees right now, you are doing so at a time when the market is changing and the economy is changing in a way that many of us have never seen before. So this is the whole point of having guidance, having a plan in place, knowing that plan is not static, it moves, it flows with you as you go through your retirement years. And Mike and his team are here to move and go through those years with you as well. Again, our website, lifeplanwealth.com is where you can go. Click on that button at the top of the page. Start your retirement roadmap today. And that's how you can begin the conversation with Mike and his team about your retirement savings plan. We've also got links included in the show notes. You can just click that way as well. Or again, the website, lifeplanwealth.com. Thanks for listening to Michigan's Retirement Coach with Mike Douglas. To learn more, visit lifeplanwealth.com. Michael Douglas is an investment advisor representative of Stewards Wealth Planning, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if Michael Douglas is licensed in your state, please call 517-323-7526. Stewards Wealth Planning, LLC is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Michael B. Douglas and PN number 9650939.